0: The name Jesus brings us hope and life and peace. The name Jesus, as this song says, calms our fears, gives us life and life abundantly. Father, we thank you today for Jesus, for the one who was and is and is to come. We thank you for Jesus, the one who loves us and teaches us how to love. So God, today, would you teach us again and again how to love better? We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Be seated. Well, this summer we are journeying together through a passage uh, in the New Testament that we call the fruits of the Spirit and in this passage in galatians 5 there's a list of characteristics or qualities of a person who is following jesus a person where god is living in them that's what the holy spirit is god living in us god in us the holy spirit living in us this is the fruit that comes out of that this is the overflow of the spirit dwelling in us living in us when we follow jesus this is what it looks like i've said it like this i'll say it like this again and again this is what success looks like as a follower of jesus you want to know are you successful as a, as a christian as a jesus follower these things show up in your life this is what success looks like in the life of a, of a church a local congregation like the one that you're sitting in right now if we are successful this is showing up within this particular body of christ in this community these items, these characteristics, this is the evidence that we are following Christ. So I'm going to ask you once again to read this with me again this morning. Let's read it out loud. Let's, we just want to just drill this down into our heads because we want to be sure there's no doubt about what this passage says. So read it out loud with me again, Galatians 5, and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control now when we read this list it's easy especially the first three we talk about that you know love and peace and joy we got them over there by the way i haven't said this yet but i need to thank a friend of mine named kim van oster kim is the um, the middle school art teacher at tuskegee valley schools she's also a pastor of a small church and she made these for a church camp that she was a part of heard we were doing the fruit of the spirit and said would you like to borrow this art i'm like yes so if you know Kim, tell her thank you sometime. Um, these are just wonderful, and I'm glad we could have them. So anyway, so um, we, 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 we hear about love. We're like, yeah, yeah, I want love. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. Peace, we talked about that last week. We all want a little more peace in our lives, right? Joy, absolutely. There's a couple of items on this list that we're like, hmm. One of them is the last one on the list, self-control. That'll be the last one in this sermon series. We may just skip that one, okay? We, we may just pass over because we don't want to talk about that. The other one that we really don't want to deal with, patience we hate this already don't we before we even start we hate this already so we come to this fourth characteristic Thomas Jefferson is credited with saying if you get angry count to 10 before you act if you're really angry he said count to 100 (laughs) Mark Twain adapted that quote and said if you're angry count to 10 if you're really angry swear (laughs) There was a high-level executive working on her New Year's resolutions, and was her habit um, just of setting goals. She liked to put them in front of her, so she was writing them down on paper. So she wrote down top of the page, goals for 2022. Number one, she write she wrote, "I will be more understanding." Mm, she scratched that out. She says, "No, no, I can't do that." So instead, she wrote, "I will be more patient with the incompetent people that surround me." No, no, I can't do that either third attempt I will not snap at anyone before 7 a.m. Maybe I can do that. All right, you know We often consider it a personal victory that we are Patient if we don't physically or verbally assault someone don't we But the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience Do you remember how paul describes love we talked about this one of the first messages in this series? And I said that love is gonna just kind of filter its way through all of these other fruits of the spirit. But Paul describes love like this. The first thing he did, first description of love that he uses in 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient. And kind. By the way, kind is another one of these fruits of the spirit. We'll get to it next week. That's how love expresses itself, is in patience god says that if we're going to relate to each other in ways that are christ-like in ways that are kingdom honoring in ways that are healthy and harmonious and happy we're going to have to have just a big serving of patience one greek, de- greek dictionary says that the word for patience here in galatians 5 that literally means i kind of like this the, the greek definition we, it takes a long time to boil It takes a long time to boil i kind of like that it takes a long time to boil by the way the word patience is never used in scripture for any other purpose other than relating to people this is a relationship word it's only used in scripture when it talks about being patient with people and we need this kind of holy spirit fruit patience we need to have it take a long time to boil when it comes to relating to and dealing with people let me give you a great biblical definition bible definition of biblical patience patience is a calm endurance based on the certain knowledge that god is in control patience is a calm endurance based on the certainty the knowledge that god is in control i can't think of a virtue that is more desperately needed and harder for the holy spirit to produce in us in this culture in this society this is a tough one why do you think it's so hard why is it that this fruit is one we don't want to talk about why is it that this fruit is so hard to cultivate why is it that patience is so hard to be seen to be evident in our lives why is it so hard for humans to be patient let me give you a couple of suggestions for why it's so hard. Here's, here's my first reason, I, th- I think. You can disagree. You, I don't care. But I think it's hard for us to be patient because patience goes against our human nature. It goes against our natural instincts. We are naturally impatient. You ever been around a newborn? You ever been around a toddler? When a baby wakes up in the middle of the night and is hungry or the diaper is wet, the baby doesn't lie there and think, eh, you know, I know mom and dad are tired. They've had a long day. I think i'll just wait for a more convenient time to let them know i need my diaper changed i'll just i'll just wait maybe till the sun's up to do that the babies don't do that do they of course not the baby cries impatiently and continues to cry until it receives the attention that it demands children are not very patient have you ever traveled with a small child that can be quite the experience a mom was traveling with her four year old son. They're on this long road trip, and the boy keeps saying, Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? When are we gonna get there? And finally, the mom has just had it. And she kind of snaps. She says, Look, we've got 90 more miles to go. And she realized, The kid's four. 90. Uh, listen, I know you don't understand what that means, but that's a long, long way. So please just quit. Asking me, are we there yet? Well, there was silence in the back seat for about five minutes when finally the little boy said, Mom, will I still be four when we get there? (laughs) None of us are born with patience. It has to be learned. That's why we teach our kids to wait your turn and wait until after the prayer before you start eating and wait until tomorrow or wait till your birthday. Patience is a lifelong battle. You don't learn it once and then go on to the next thing. Patience will have to be cultivated every day, all of your life. And can I tell you where I learned by, by his example? One of my greatest, greatest lessons that I ever learned in patience. It was at Park's Belk. Some of you know what a Parks Belk is. It's kind of like the old elder beerman down at the new Towny Mall, the department store back in the day, back when I was a small child. That was the the store in our town in the mall. We'd go shopping as a family, and my sister and I would get just dragged into the women's clothing section while mom had to try on every piece of clothing in the store. Those small children, you know, we'd be impatient, and we'd be rowdy, and we'd be squirrely. We're like, can we get out of here? This is killing me. I can't wait to, come on, let's go. And mom would try something out. But there I would see, as a quiet example, would be my dad standing there holding my mom's purse waiting patiently outside of the dressing room patiently waiting what a great example by the way some of you know my folks 40 some years later my mom's now suffered a couple of strokes and that same man is still an example to me in the art of patience as he patiently cares for my mother gets her in and out of the chair and in and out of the bathroom and prepares her meals and makes sure she's comfortable patiently tending to her needs ahead of his own love is patient and kind let me say it like this impatience impatience is often what is expressed but the weeds of pride and selfishness and entitlement and anger; those weeds are often what is beneath our impatience. So the next time you find yourself growing impatient with someone, just stop and ask yourself, what, what, what's driving my impatience? What's causing me to be impatient? It might be pride. It might be a sense of entitlement. I deserve this now. I shouldn't have to wait. It might be selfishness. It might be anger. But something is choking out your patience, and it comes out as impatience. Here's another reason why I think patience is so hard for us Because not only does it go against our human nature number two it goes against our culture Patience is not a virtue that is celebrated in our world in, in our country in our society Whether you're at you know the line at starbucks the drive through lines too long Or they're taking too long at bob evans to bring your biscuits and gravy Whatever it is it just it takes too long, right? We hate it when amazon prime takes three days to get here instead of two or maybe even one, right? We hate that I heard a story about a guy who stopped at a red light And when the light turns green, his car dies. He can't get it. He's trying to get it started. He can't get it started. He's doing his best to get moving again. Nothing's working. All of a sudden, of course, here come the horns from the line of cars behind him, just honking. Everybody's yelling out the window. Everyone's honking. So the guy finally just gets out of his car, walks to the car behind him, knocks on the window, gets the guy to roll down the window, says, listen, hey, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't get my car started, but maybe if you want to come up and give it a try, I can sit back here in your car and honk the horn. Maybe that would help but that's just kind of the way we are as a culture isn't it impatient not very relaxed no people in history uh, the history of this planet no people have crammed so much into so little time it's because we're on a fast track we're in a rat race we're in a world of fast food and same day cleaners and quick print shops and glasses in an hour and expressways and 10 minute oil changes and high speed computers and instant breakfasts and microwaves we're even in a hurry at church there's a church in florida that advertises, they advertise a 22-minute church service. They say, come in, 22 minutes, you'll be done and be out of here. The sermons are only eight minutes long. Not gonna happen. (laughs) Just i warning you now, it's not gonna happen. It seems like the more gadgets that we have to save time, the less time we have, and the less patience we have and our nerves are frazzled, our energy level is sucked dry. It's very difficult to be patient in such a pressure-packed culture. Here's another reason why patience is so hard. We've convinced ourselves that impatience is the real virtue. We've convinced ourselves this. I think one of the reasons that we don't have patience is that we really don't desire this fruit of the Spirit quite as much as we do the others. That's kind of how it started. We want the joy, we want the love, we want the peace. We don't want to to deal with the patience. We've convinced ourselves that impatience is a virtue. We think that impatience is evidence of our ambition. We're a get things done kind of person. We're important. We're busy. We kind of see a short temper as a sign of a mover or shaker. We brag about how demanding or impetuous we are. I have this very vivid memory of, of me as a young adult, my first job out of college, and I remember when I bought my first cell phone. Now, cell phones weren't in everybody's pockets then, but I was so excited because mine wasn't a bag phone. Everybody else had the back phones. Remember bag phones? Mine was one of those that actually fit in your pocket. I mean, it was like this big. I had to wear extra large jeans, but it would fit in your pocket. And I remember it being just, look how fancy I am. I got this big cell phone and I would hold it in my hand when I'm out in public and people think I'm so important and I'm so you know, I'm such a busy person I'm so important I need to have this phone on me all the time and I remember I remember very vividly standing in line at the grocery store one day when my pants started ringing <laughs> and I thought to myself I don't want to be this important I don't want to be this important that I can't check out the grocery store line and talk to the cashier for just a minute before I have to take a call but don't we do that in our society we reward people we admire people who are busy who don't have time for us why because we think they're important and they're impatient but they're always trying to get stuff done it appears to be productivity we say you know what i may not be patient but i get things done we admire the type a personalities and somehow impatience is seen as the virtue. And even though impatience clearly goes against God's desire for the way that we live our lives, we still admire it. But the Bible says in Proverbs 14, it's smart to be patient, but it's stupid to lose your temper. Some of you need to put that on your rearview mirror. (laughs) Proverbs 15 says a hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel patience is a virtue, and again and again, the Bible teaches us that we need to develop this virtue in our lives. A man was very, very upset with his boss. They had argued and disagreed. He felt like the boss wasn't treating him fair. And before he left for home that day, he wrote his boss an angry letter, just letting her have it, telling her all the things that he felt were wrong with her and the way she was leading the company and the way she was leading the division. And it was just a very, very nasty letter that he wrote to the boss. And he sealed the envelope and he handed it to a coworker. He says, will you mail this for me? I've got to go. Well, the coworker knew what was in the letter. So he put the letter in his pocket instead of putting it in the mailbox. And he says, maybe he'll have second thoughts. I can always mail it tomorrow. And the next day when they went to work, his friend was sitting there just, just white as a ghost saying, oh, I wish I had that letter back. I wish I had never written that letter. I, w- I would give $1,000 to have that letter back. And the guy said, for $1,000, I can make that happen. <laughs> But in real life, we don't get those words back, do we? In real life, it doesn't work that way. In real life, the words fly out there, and they continue to wound and hurt again and again and again, sometimes for a lifetime. That's why the Bible says love is patient. Because impatience costs us impatience costs us medical bills and car crashes and divorces and dangerous products and one sin leads to another it often has devastating consequences first thessalonians 5 paul says be patient with say that word everybody it's a tall order it's not be patient with a few people be patient with the people at your house be patient with you know it's, just be patient with everybody and it's not a suggestion it's a command like the rest of the fruit of the spirit it's it's a command that we have these things in our life if we're following jesus so how do we develop patience let me give you three ho- hopefully practical suggestions for how that we can help develop patience in our lives and then first suggestion and this one this one is true for every one of these nine fruits of the spirit Th- this what i'm about to say is true for every one of these because they are all perfectly all these fruits of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness, self-control uh, all of them they are they are found perfectly in the life of jesus so how do we develop love or how do we develop joy how do we develop peace how do we develop patience the answer is always the same here's number one remain in christ we have to remain connected to christ jesus said this in john 15:5. yes i am the van, vine you are the branches those who remain in me and i in them will produce much fruit but apart from me you can do nothing you see we cannot produce patience unless we are connected to rooted in remaining in christ unless we're connected to jesus and just i mean look at this verse do you really want to waste your time and your human efforts when jesus says apart from me you can't do it apart from me you can do nothing why would we choose that frustrating option of trying to manufacture this character trait in ourselves and on our own when all we need to do is share our lives with Jesus moment by moment every day, remaining in Christ. The Holy Spirit in our lives is Jesus living in us. So remain in him, abide in him. You can do none of these. Can, without, apart from me, he says, you can do nothing. Here's the second suggestion. Slow down. Slow down psalm 37 says be still before the lord and wait patiently for him slow down by the way you you don't have to retire to do this there needs to be a common sense pace to life some of you are old enough uh, uh, like me to remember the old mcdonald's advertising slogan you deserve a break today remember that did anyone else find it ironic that a fast food restaurant was telling us to take a break they're, they're, come in and let me see how fast you can take a break today. We'll get you your food fast. We'll get you on the road again. But that's our culture. But I believe that there is a discipline of the mind that we can learn to slow down. We cannot live abundantly unless we slow down. Your body was not made to take life at hyperspeed. You cannot go full bore, fast forward all the time. God knows this. I think that's why he came up with the idea of the Sabbath day a day to worship a day to rest did you know in the old testament it was a capital offense to break the sabbath why because our bodies need it our minds need it, our spirits need rest we need time to just sit and reflect on god and what god is doing and absorb his teaching so again practical take a walk without timing yourself or measuring counting your steps spend some time in the park Watch children play, preferably your own, but watch some children play. Listen to birds sing. Read a book that doesn't have anything to do with work. Eat slowly. Taste your food. Get down on the floor and play with your kids or your grandkids. Color. Make things without being in a hurry. Read to them without skipping the pages. Allow plenty of time to put your kids to bed. They know when you're impatient, when you're annoyed. Plant a flower and watch it grow. Make yourself slow down. Don't wait till you have a heart attack or a stroke to slow down. Isn't it ironic that in our culture we talk about, all the time, we talk about having a quality of life. We want a high quality of life, and then we invent ways to make everything hurry up, to short-circuit that very quality of life that we can have if we just slowed down. Number three, last one. If you, want to, you want to develop patience in you, you got to remember how patient God has been with you. You will never be more patient with someone else than God has already been patient with you. 1 Timothy 1 says, But God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst of sinners. Paul is saying, God gave me mercy so that you can look at my life and you can see how I'm living my life and you can see the patience of God. Let me remind you a little bit of Paul's story. Paul was a murderer, or at least an accessory to murder. He was a fanatic. He was an enemy of Jesus. He was an enemy of the church. And yet he said, God, turned me around. Why did God turn me around? And part of the reason was not just to write most of our New Testament, not just to start these new churches, but Paul says right here in 1 Timothy god turn my life around so that people can see how patient god is second peter 3 9 says the lord isn't slow about keeping his promises as some people think he is in fact god is patient why because he wants everyone to turn from sin and no one to be lost have you ever wondered Have you ever looked at the world and just how broken and messed up the world is and wondered why God doesn't just blow the whistle and end the whole thing? Game over, stop, enough is enough. Ever wonder why God doesn't do that? Well, Peter tells us. It's one word. Patience. God is patient because he wants everyone to turn from sin and turn towards him. God has been patient with you for a reason. He wants you to not miss the life he has for you. So the next time you feel impatience coming on, remember how patient God has been with you, which I think is a great way to bring us to our time of communion. So if our communion team will go ahead and take their places, and our musicians can come back up. Let me tell you one more story as they're getting ready to serve communion to us. Uh, It was several years ago now that the London Transit Authority had an issue. Public transportation in the city of London, they had an issue. It seems that the buses in London we're driving right past people who were standing at bus stops so imagine you're at a bus stop you, you you need to get on the bus you go to the bus stop you're standing there you got your money you're ready to go and the bus just zips about you but it was happening all the time and folks are at the bus stop the bus pulls up but the bus doesn't stop it just drives right past them and obviously you would have done the same thing obviously people are getting very frustrated and they're complaining about the issue, about what's going on with these buses, why aren't the buses always stopping at the bus stops? So eventually, this went on long enough, this is a true story, eventually this went on long enough that the London Transit Authority had to issue a statement. Here's what what they said about the buses that weren't stopping. They said, it is impossible for us to maintain schedules if we always have to stop and pick up passengers. (laughs) Excuse me? That's your job! (laughs) That's why you're there. I think the lesson is there for us today as well. Impatience causes us to lose sight of what really matters. Did you get that? When we become impatient, we lose sight of what's really important. I think that's one of the reasons that communion is so important because every sunday we slow down and we refocus and we remember how patient god has been with us and we focus on what really matters that's pretty good god we confess to you today that we are impatient people and so we come before you today thankful that you are a patient god thank you for waiting for us as we come to the communion table today remind us of your patience for us because you want everyone to turn from sin and no one to be lost so god this week give us patience to handle things that come our way big things small things god would you slow us down would you teach us how to be calm and may we not waste our one precious life frazzled and exhausted and weighed down God, give us your patience. God, give us your rest as we rest in and as we live in you. Amen.